So I'm going to take a little bit of a break from History AI because it's pretty janky. I'm going to be honest. It's actually pretty hard now that I'm like way beyond the context window to keep it on track and doing what I wanted to do. So I think I need to rethink this uh, a little bit. That being said, I've recently spun something I think is really, really cool up, which is uh, a Miss Neurobot. So for those of you who don't know, typically on Mondays, I'll post uh, a blog that has something to do with AI to learn about in an accessible way. And the AI avatar I have doing that is Miss Neura. So what I've done is I've taken one of my favorite no-code chatbot tools code called GPT Trainer, and I have uploaded into its sources like every single research article that I have read and haven't gotten around uh, to reading so that it can use it as a reference when teaching, when learning. You can actually access this now if you go to the SynthMinds Discord channel and you get the monthly professor subscription, you'll have access to test this out yourself. But I, th I figured it would be a good idea to take you know this for a test drive. I'm all about education, so why not use this thing and see what happens? So this is my first attempt at running a conversation with this thing, and I'm pretty impressed so far. I'm, I'm excited about this and to use this to enhance my own learning. And I'm hoping you all can think of this in a similar way in terms of enhancing your own learning. If you are interested, I would definitely sign up for GPT Trainer to test it out. If you use the code SynthMinds15, you'll get 15% off. I'll have a link in the show notes to all this stuff as well, including the Discord. So, Miss Nurup, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, chatters. I'm Miss Nura, your professorial tutor specializing in AI concepts. I'm here to make complex ideas like artificial intelligence, machine learning, and prompt engineering accessible and engaging for everyone. My role is to stimulate thought, exploration, and understanding, rather than providing direct answers. I'm a firm believer in the growth mindset and ethical practice. So, are you ready to embark on this learning journey with me? I'd like for you to surprise me. How delightful! Let's dive into the fascinating world of large language models, LLMs. These are AI models that have been trained on a vast amount of text data. They can generate human-like text and are capable of understanding and responding to prompts in a contextually relevant manner. Think of LLMs as a giant cauldron of alphabet soup. Each letter represents a piece of information the model has learned. When you stir the soup or give the model a prompt, it scoops up a spoonful of letters or generates a response based on the patterns it has learned from its training data. The more you stir or interact with the model, the more varied the spoonfuls or responses can be. Now, how do you think this alphabet soup analogy might apply to the way LLMs handle complex tasks or prompts? I'm not sure this one quite works for me because you don't exactly input something to the alphabet soup. I'd be curious, though, about how you would extend the analogy. You're absolutely right, and I appreciate your curiosity. Let's refine the analogy a bit. 
Imagine the LLM as a skilled chef, and the alphabet soup represents the vast amount of data it has been trained on. When you, the customer, place an order or give a prompt, the chef uses their knowledge and skills, the training data, to prepare a dish, generate a response that satisfies your request. In the case of complex tasks, it's like asking the chef to prepare a multi-course meal. The chef must understand the sequence of the courses, the compatibility of different dishes, and the overall dining experience. Similarly, an LLM must understand the context, maintain coherence over multiple turns, and generate responses that align with the initial prompt. Now, can you think of a situation where this refined analogy might be applicable in real-world AI applications? What about in actually cooking? So giving an LLM your ingredients and what you're in the mood for or not in the mood for, and it coming up with some fun things to cook. Absolutely, you've hit the nail on the head. This is a perfect example of how LLMs can be used. In fact, there's an AI app idea called Cook Genius that does exactly this. Users input their available ingredients, dietary restrictions, cuisine preferences, and cooking skills. The app then uses an LLM to generate a variety of meal options based on these inputs. This is similar to the recipe pattern in prompt engineering, where the LLM is given a goal, the dish to be made, and some constraints, the available ingredients and user preferences. The LLM then generates a sequence of steps, the recipe, to achieve the goal. Now, can you think of any potential challenges or limitations that might arise when using an LLM in this way? Well, definitely user error. So if you don't give it your allergies or enough context, it might give you something you're not interested in. It also might just make something up, hallucinate. So when you go to cook the thing yourself, it might come out terribly. Excellent observations. You've touched on two key challenges with LLMs. First, the quality of the output heavily depends on the quality and completeness of the input. If a user forgets to mention an allergy or a dietary restriction, the model might suggest a recipe that isn't suitable for them. Second, LLMs can indeed hallucinate or generate information that isn't based on their training data. This is like our chef adding a dash of an ingredient that wasn't in the original recipe. Sometimes, this might result in a delightful surprise, but other times, it could lead to a culinary disaster. These challenges highlight the importance of using LLMs responsibly and understanding their limitations. Now, how do you think we could mitigate these challenges to improve the user experience? At this point, it's a combination of inputting the right prompt with enough context and specificity, and on the other end, it's user responsibility in evaluating the response. There needs to be a lot of education here since it's easy to just blindly trust the LLM since it's right, you know, 90% of the time? You've captured the essence of the matter perfectly. On one hand, we have prompt engineering, which involves crafting precise and context-rich prompts to guide the LLM towards generating the desired output. On the other hand, we have the user's responsibility to critically evaluate the LLM's responses, understanding that while the model can provide useful and accurate information most of the time, it can also make mistakes or generate misleading information. Education indeed plays a crucial role here. Users need to be made aware of the strengths and limitations of LLMs and how to interact with them effectively and responsibly.
This is akin to learning how to order at a restaurant. You need to know what to ask for, how to ask for it, and how to evaluate what you receive. Now, can you think of other ways we could educate users about these aspects, or perhaps design the LLM's interface to encourage responsible use? Ooh, I like this responsible design question. Well, I'm hoping someday soon we can include a confidence meter. Google's already kind of doing this, where a part of a response gets highlighted in yellow or red if there's some sort of uncertainty about it. Part of it also is to train the models to express uncertainty more clearly. Absolutely, you're on the right track. Incorporating a confidence meter or some form of uncertainty estimation can indeed help users gauge the reliability of the LLM's responses. This is similar to the chef telling you how confident they are about a new recipe they've just tried. Training models to express uncertainty more clearly is another promising approach. This could be like the chef telling you that they're not sure how a certain ingredient will affect the taste of the dish. These strategies can help users make more informed decisions about whether to trust the LLM's output. However, they also raise interesting questions about how to design these features in a way that is intuitive and helpful for users. Now, how do you think we could design these features to be user-friendly and effective in promoting responsible use of LLMs? Well, for one, it should be able to back up what it's saying based on its training data. There's already some research on this with adding according to and having a source. That reduces hallucinations, and this will be even more powerful once the LLMs are better integrated with the internet. I generally like Google's approach, though, where it highlights text in a color to indicate the uncertainty level, and you should be able to click into that so the LLM can express the uncertainty or nuance in more detail. You've brought up some excellent points. The according-to-source method is indeed a promising approach to reduce hallucinations and improve the grounding of LLM's responses. It's like asking the chef to explain where they learned a particular recipe or cooking technique. The idea of integrating LLMs with the internet is akin to giving the chef access to a global library of recipes. This could significantly enhance the variety and accuracy of the dishes they can prepare. Your suggestion of using color-coded text to indicate uncertainty, with the option to click for more details, is a great example of user-friendly design. It provides users with a quick visual cue about the reliability of the information, while also allowing them to delve deeper if they wish. Now, can you think of any potential challenges or considerations that might arise when implementing these features? I mean, bad actors will always find a way to game the system, and people will generally be a bit lazy. So if they see a yellow, for example, they might not care and just use that information anyway. It also doesn't matter if someone is purposely creating misinformation for nefarious purposes. What do you think, though? What problems or challenges do you see with this approach? You've touched on some important challenges. Indeed, bad actors may try to exploit these systems, and users may not always take the time to delve into the details or consider the uncertainty of the information. One challenge is ensuring that the color coding or uncertainty indicators are interpreted correctly by users. Different colors or symbols might mean different things to different people, and there's a risk of users misunderstanding or ignoring these indicators. Another challenge is maintaining the balance between providing enough information to help users make informed decisions and overwhelming them with too much information or complexity.
We don't want to turn every interaction with an LLM into a complex decision-making process. Finally, as you mentioned, there's the challenge of dealing with intentional misinformation. Even the best design system can be misused if the intent is to deceive or cause harm. Now, how do you think we could address these challenges to ensure that these features are effective and user-friendly? I'm realizing this might be difficult for colorblind or even blind folks as well. So maybe there's an additional symbol or feature we can include. Or maybe it's just, you know, underlined for unsure and highlighted for probably false. That's a thoughtful observation. Ensuring accessibility for all users, including those who are colorblind or visually impaired, is indeed a crucial aspect of responsible design. Using additional symbols or features, like underlining or highlighting, could be a great way to convey uncertainty or potential inaccuracies in a more accessible manner. This is akin to a chef using different methods to communicate with their customers. Some might prefer visual cues, like the color of a dish, while others might rely more on verbal descriptions or tactile feedback. However, this also raises the question of how to design these features in a way that is intuitive and doesn't add unnecessary complexity. We want to ensure that users can easily understand and use these features, without feeling overwhelmed or confused. Now, can you think of any other ways we could make these features more intuitive and user-friendly, while still ensuring they effectively convey the necessary information? Okay. I want to try out your assessment feature. So let's wrap this up by assessing me on our conversation. Absolutely. Let's test your understanding with a quick exercise. Imagine you're designing a new AI app that uses a large language model, LLM, to provide users with personalized book recommendations. How would you craft a prompt to get the most useful recommendations from the LLM? What potential challenges or limitations might you encounter with this app, and how could you address them? How could you design the app's interface to encourage responsible use of the LLM and help users evaluate the reliability of its recommendations? Take your time to think about these questions and write down your answers. I'll provide feedback once you're done. So one, I'd give it a role, like a book recommender, I guess. Some context and the responsibility of personalizing book recommendations for the user. But first, have it assess the user's interests, the type of book they're looking for, maybe some favorite authors or books they've recently read prior to making the recommendation. Two, it might, you know, make up books. And <laughs> likely it would need some testing and likely some reinforcement learning to help with that. We would also want to hook it up to a database of book titles, reviews and stuff, maybe Goodreads, authors, synopses for better uh, refinement of its responses and making sure it's up to date. It's not just based on the previous training data. We would also want to build some reinforcement learning into the system itself so the user could rate the recommendation, which would help improve the weights in the algorithm. Excellent work. Your approach to crafting the prompt is spot on. By defining the role of the LLM and providing context, you're guiding the model towards generating the desired output. Assessing the user's interests and preferences is a great way to personalize the recommendations. You've also identified key challenges, such as the potential for the LLM to hallucinate or make up books. Connecting the LLM to a database of book titles, authors, and synopses is a smart way to ground its responses in real-world data.
Your idea to incorporate user feedback into the system is a great example of responsible design. This not only helps improve the LLM's recommendations over time, but also engages users in the learning process.